Brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. The Apostle Paul writes this letter to the newly formed church at Corinth. He's received a letter from the community and has heard through the rumor mill that the church is struggling. There's confusion and divisiveness over a number of things, one of which is the matter of spiritual gifts. Paul wants the church to be well informed on the subject because not only do spiritual gifts inform how individuals are called to serve, but the practice of discerning spiritual gifts and living into them is the foundation for how the church is meant to operate. The church at Corinth is not operating gracefully. Kurt talked last week about how their practice of celebrating the Lord's Supper has broken down. Well, their understanding of spiritual gifts, it wasn't working either. People are turning on one another. An implicit ranking system has been assumed that assigns value to gifts and those who possess them. Some gifts are considered more valuable than others. As long as the community at Corinth competes for status and power, it will continue to struggle to understand the true nature of spiritual gifts and to be effective in serving its mission. This is no less true today. We learn this truth over and over and over again. This is the fourth and final week of our summer series, God at the Movies. In this series, we've been practicing listening for how God can speak to us through all of our everyday experiences. In particular, we've searched for biblical truths in a series of Disney movies. According to this week's movie, Tinkerbell, the first time a baby laughs, a fairy is born. The baby's laughter is carried on the wind to Pixie Hollow, where the newborn fairy is bathed in pixie dust in a baptism of sorts. This baptism gifts the fairy with its wings and reveals its special talent through which this particular fairy will serve the world together with its community of fairies. Tinkerbell discovers that her talent is tinkering. In fact, hers is a rare and strong gift for designing and building machines that automate work. You might say she's the mechanical engineer of fairies. At first, Tinkerbell is enchanted with her new gift and fascinated by her new home and friends in Tinker's Nook. Fairy Mary, the head Tinker Fairy, quickly orients Tink by informing her that all of the fairies are currently preparing for spring. You see, the fairies are responsible for the change of the seasons. To launch spring will take fairies of every talent working together. In conversation with several of her new friends, Tink learns that once all of the preparations are complete, a contingent of fairies will visit the mainland to unveil spring's beauty. But Tink is heartbroken to discover that Tinker fairies, they don't get to go to the mainland. Vidya has long been acknowledged as one of the most talented of fairies. She's a fast-flying fairy with a rare gift for controlling the wind. She's quite competitive, and she's not very kind to Tink. She's jealous because Tink's 
gift is the first to rival her own in a very long time. She convinces Tink that spring doesn't depend on her like it does Vidya, and that Tink's talent really doesn't matter. So Tink decides, I know what I'll do. I'll just switch my talent. And she turns to some of her closest friends in hopes that they can train her in their talents, which she says are beautiful and magical and important. Let's see what happens. She kept on trying and trying again, but she couldn't get it because she's not a water pen. And she um, got a bubble, threw it on the web, just made a giant bottle, knocked out her friends. Well, she tried. She kept, um, she got the light, but she couldn't throw it out at all. She threw it and threw it and threw it. And then she threw the thing, the bag, bounce, 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 bounce. It's a, uh, the fireflies start chasing her. Well, Tinkerbell kept, she, um, had the youngest bird. So it didn't want to fly. And she kept on trying to get it flying. She was scared because she was smiling and happy too much. <laughs> we were just scared and they were, and then she gave up on it and just saw the hawk and said, Oh, she, um, she couldn't get it to flap its wings. She, when she tried to, it wouldn't behave and it wouldn't do what she wanted it to. She she said, I'm useless and I can't do anything. Can't hold water. I can't hold life. I, and birds hate me. I'm useless. I'm just useless. Tink is so discouraged by her failures that she turns in desperation to Vidya for help. Needless to say, Vidya takes advantage of her and sets Tink an impossible task of hurting thistles that ends up resulting in a stampede that destroys all the preparations for spring just days before its planned unveiling. Tink feels miserable. Her rejection of her talent and her determination to be someone she's not has resulted in chaos that has compromised the whole community's ability to serve its purpose. Will we have to cancel spring, they all wonder? Brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts, the Apostle Paul says. If we are ignorant about spiritual gifts, we will struggle to grow in Christ, both as individuals and as a church. And we will not be our most effective. We will struggle to further God's mission in the world. The mission that Jesus worked tirelessly and faithfully toward his entire ministry. The church at Corinth is not fully serving its purpose at the moment. Discerning and claiming spiritual gifts has become a competitive sport for them. They've ranked the variety of gifts and credited those who claim the, quote, greater gifts with more power and authority. It's so human, isn't it? I mean, we can create a hierarchy around anything. But here's the deal. The minute we begin to compare ourselves and our gifts with others is when we begin to lose sight of who we are and to what purpose we're called. It's a turning away 
from God. It's a rejection of God's gifts of life and purpose. Sin is often understood in this way as a turning away from God. And repentance is turning back toward God. Tinkerbell returns to the place where she first discovered her identity and her purpose as a tinker fairy. And she asks Terence, the dust keeper, for a refill of pixie dust. In conversation with Terence, and as she is bathed once again in pixie dust, she realizes that it's her talent that makes her who she is. And that each person with their varied talents is critical to the whole. Tinkerbell embraces her talent and returns to the community of fairies with determination to make things right by leveraging her gifts to their greatest potential. And together with the community, they're able to recover all their work completely and to launch spring on time. And in an act of forgiveness and grace, Tink does, in fact, get to visit the mainland. Vidya and Tinkerbell, like the church in Corinth, completely lost sight of the fact that their talents, like the spiritual gifts of the Corinthians, were intentionally varied, and that the community needs every single one of them for the common good. Spiritual gifts are meant to benefit and unify the whole community not to set individuals apart. Every one of us, every one of you, has God-given gifts that make you who you are and equip you for the work that God calls you to. They equip you to participate in God's redemptive work. I try not to rank gifts, but I'll admit it at times. I'm jealous of your gifts. I mean, the passion that some of you demonstrate for serving in certain ways, leading particular ministries, the excellence and effectiveness of your talents is stunning. Some of you are amazing teachers. Others have such gifts of compassion and caring that I've seen renew hope in the lives of those who are hurting. Some of you have seemingly boundless energy and creativity. Others, faith that moves mountains. You astonish me. One talent that I really wish I had is a beautiful voice. I mean, I hear our choir and the praise band belt out these gorgeous tunes, and it makes me green with envy. And deeply grateful. I mean, can you imagine worship without them? They lift us all to the heavens, don't they? And when they sing, when they lead, I also can sing. I mean, don't give me a microphone, but I can participate and it's fun. And for me, that's grace poured out like pixie dust. It's magical. When we all embrace and live into our gifts, the community is able to fully live into its God-given purpose and the grace that we together are able to pour into one another's lives and into the world. 
it's not just magical. It's miraculous. Thanks be to God. Amen.